From KFAI Community Radio in Minneapolis, this is the Mini Culture Podcast, special COVID edition. Stories about Minnesota artists making it work in this time of social distancing. I'm your host, Barb Abney. This episode, what are you making right now? Poems seem to always be secreting out of me, and I just kind of try to collect them like snake venom. And eventually, I have notebooks, like vials full of liquid. There's a group of people, artists, that have found their resolve in this, and it has strengthened them to be like, well, I guess I'm just going to do music until they shut all my lights off. After COVID-19 arrived in Minnesota and pretty much changed everything about how people interacted outside of our homes, some local artists kept doing what they do best. They just kept making stuff. Stuff to help the rest of us make sense of this weird time we're all living through. It reminded me of when I first started doing hip hop, like kind of in secret, when it was just like an old beat up mic and a borrowed laptop computer. And then you just kind of make music. Just playing games with my mind, just playing games. I have been trapped here inside, has it been years or a day? Later in the episode, I'll check in with Twin Cities hip hop artist Nerdy. He recorded a brand new EP while he was in quarantine, and he did it all in his bedroom. A heads up that all of the interviews you're going to hear in this episode happened back in April. This was before the death of George Floyd, when the state of Minnesota was still sheltering in place. In a weird way, the pandemic hasn't affected my life as much as many of my friends, because often when I'm writing, I'm alone. Ed Bach Lee is a Minneapolis-based poet who's won some big national awards for his poetry, including an American Book Award. His parents grew up in North and South Korea. He takes a long view of time, like in this poem called The End of the World. He wrote it before coronavirus. At the end of the world, when the last human was gone, a trillion times a trillion plants lived on, each a radiant angel offering beauty, oxygen, and sometimes fruit. Not a single plant craved human shape. None pitied or tried to redeem anything fallen. Some learned to thrive on methane, radiation, cosmic rays, three centuries of dust coating the atmosphere at the end of the world. Each simply lived as it had always done in concert. During the shutdown, Ed spent way more time hanging out with his four-year-old daughter. Her daycare had closed. We asked him to record this audio diary back in April so he could take us inside their world of stories and knock-knock jokes. Knock-knock. Who's there? Doesn't. Doesn't who? Doesn't even matter. Mmm, knock-knock. Who's there? Uh, Needle. Needle who? I need a little hug right now. Uh, knock-knock. Who's there? Needle. Needle who? I need a little hug, please. Oh, okay. You know, my my daughter has not seen another child in six weeks, has not interacted or played. And so it's probably very doing something very interesting psychologically to her to just be interacting 
you know, with adults and not children. I'll build stairs. I'm building a scary robot. Scary? Yeah. <laughs> and so part of me is trying to protect her from the virus. What happens if germs get in the house? What should we do to keep the germs out? Lock the door tight. Lock the door tight. What? Should we go outside still? Yep. For exercise? Yeah. When my mother was my daughter's age, there was a war going on. And, you know, her family was separated and there was death and destruction and starvation and bombs dropping and people getting shot. And so I, I'm thinking about that a lot lately. It's a fine balance between kind of using this as a moment where she can learn about the world and about life in ways that she normally wouldn't otherwise be able to, while also not having her, you know, terrified eating your, your seaweed and your carrots. Oh, did skeletons used to be people? Did skeletons used to be people? Yes. Yeah, we all have skeletons under our skin. Why are you thinking about skeletons? I like the bones. Poems seem to always be secreting out of me, whether I want to or not. And I just kind of try to collect them like snake venom. And eventually, you know, I, I have notebooks, like vials full of liquid. And so then that that is just sort of concentrated material that I um, then explore and shape. Any poem or essay or story that I think is worth it's while there is a kind of a dark period where you lose all hope and you don't know where it's going and it seems like it's a complete failure. And then, you know, you just go away and then the next morning um, something comes to you, ideally. So, Dooney, I'm going to read this story I've been working on and you want to listen? I, I, I wrote a short story. Um, for children. It's the first one I've ever written. It, it is about my mother and her grandmother. And the word for grandmother in Korean is harmony. So the main character is harmony when she was very young. Which is the way to say once upon a time in Korean. Although it is more literally translated to a long, long time ago, when tigers still smoked pipes. So in English, it's once upon a time. All right, here's the story. You ready? Yeah. There was once a little girl named Harmony. She lived with her family. You know, creativity, it seems, if you just look historically, is born out of chaos, individually and collectively, socially. And this is definitely a moment of chaos. I think it's 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 going to be the next chapter in world history, in American history, in individual lives. You know how some novels between chapters, they have like a section break. The message spelled out in grains of uncooked rice on the little golden seat. Thank you. What do you think of that story? Good. Can I tell you yeah, please. You tell me a story. Okay. Yanade. Yanade, Harami, Tamapo, Tok. 
Okay, so once upon a time, there's a tiny little boy named Ed. <laughs> okay. And I'm trying to, you know, trying to look on the bright side of things and and hope that this moment will only generate more stories, more more poetry, and embolden just more people to fill the air with poems and stories and literature and narratives of all forms. They saw a gigantic bowl of steaming kimchi rice. Mm. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Okay. That's a good story. Thank you. Emily Bright produced that audio diary. So Ed Bach Lee tried out a brand new form, short stories for kids. Minnesota hip-hop artist Nerd E found himself a brand new subject, the lockdown itself. I first saw Matt Allen, also known as Nerd E, at this rap showcase that I actually snuck into. Um, it was kind of an up-and-comers deal, and they were just spitting against each other. And I was taken by how he didn't look like the typical rap guy. You know, he had on overalls and a Rick and Morty t-shirt and a grin as big as his head. He just looked like somebody you'd want to hang out with. This is just the stuff that I know. I just rap the style that I want. I just reference things that I like. I just grab the mic when it's on. I just try to get the words out and I try to make them all rhyme. Just like nine phrases back there. I probably should have said time. And I know that it's true. I got nothing to lose. And I know I'm not cool. That was about a year and a half ago, the first time I saw him. A couple months later, he's everywhere. He's all over my Facebook and Twitter feed, and everything was just kind of coming up nerdy. And then COVID hit. Here he is performing at First Avenue just back in January. So our final act of the night, you heard him on the current. You heard him on Go 96 and Go 95.3. You've seen him on the cover of City Pages. At Soundsets, let's make some noise for the final act of the night, Nerdy! Nerdy is not exactly having the year he had planned for, with lots of gigs postponed or canceled. He even had to put off his own wedding. But he never stopped making music. I checked in on him a few weeks after he released a brand new EP. He decided to call it Trapped in My Room. Well, how are you? Well, honestly, I feel like every day is a little different. Since they just announced they canceled Basilica Block Party, yeah. we were supposed to perform, I was supposed to perform this year, I find myself a, kind of rounding the more low end of my feelings currently. Mm-hmm. I think Aww. it's just, uh, 
every day I wake up to another, it's not you, it's us letter. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel a lot like, you know, high school. <laughs> like, wow, this is, this is, because there's nothing anybody can do. Right. Um, but it still is just like waking up every morning to a fresh rejection. It's not the most fun thing in the world. Right. So you jumped on the whole, let's do live streaming things pretty early in this crisis. Yeah. I had to. Hey everybody, this is Nerd D. Thank you so much for joining us tonight at the most funkadelic nerdy stop at the Nerdy Quarantine World Tour. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you getting your friends. It was one of those things where it was just like, I... I knew as soon as they canceled my first big event, which was the Minnesota United opener, I was like, all right, if we don't do something or anything, I could get lost in despair super quick. And once I started, because we got, they canceled our show on Wednesday, and then by Friday we had our live stream tour set up because I just had to push. And I wanted, and I knew that it was something that we could do. I mean, we had all this technology. We could have been doing it before. We just weren't. So you have lost a lot of gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how are you coping? It's like every, like I said, uh, every morning when you get that email that's like, "Hey, we're have to, we're gonna have to cancel. We're so sorry." It is. It's a blow. Um, I have been very fortunate to have a pretty quick rise. Uh, from a cold start you know, as far as hip hop goes, you know, I've, I, this is, I'm on my second year, you know? And so I've been doing so much and then it kind of, and that's the kind of person I am. I like to go full throttle, like to, I like to hit everything as much as I can and work super hard and do as much as I can. So to suddenly be like this cold stop is, is it's hard as an artist. You kind of feel like you're losing your momentum it's not like you get these days back right. at the end of the day. So it's kind of like I feel as if I am missing out on some opportunities that would have really pushed me to the next level. And I don't know when those opportunities will come around again because it's not like anybody's guaranteeing you that you're still going to be popular enough by next year's time that they're going to want you at your their event. I'm, so it's kind of just like you feel – this desperation to to do something. Mm. And that's what kind of spurred me on to do some of the things I have been doing. Okay, so you have done a a lot of these internet things. You're mm-hmm. trying not to miss out on anything that might be coming your way and you're trying to stay visible. Yes. So then you found a way to make an EP mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in yes. your own home. Yeah, uh, it reminded me of when I first started doing hip hop, like kind of in secret. <laughs> secret <laughs> it was just hip-hop. like an old beat up mic and a borrowed laptop computer, and then <laughs> you just kind of make uh, make music. And so, yeah, we've I made a, a new project called Trapped in My Room, and it was <laughs> it was a, it was like a, a lot of fun trying to figure out how to make it sound decent inside my apartment. <laughs> Okay, so now the song Six Feet, Wash Your Hands. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little about the backstory on writing that one. 
six feet, six feet away, homie. Five feet, 12 inches away from me. Keep your distance, what the heck are you not getting? Take yourself back to the bathroom, watch your hands for 20 seconds, and then six feet, six feet away, homie. Five feet. That one was kind of like, I wrote it because I feel like people weren't really getting it. You know, um, <laughs> in the early days, kind of when I started writing it, people were still kind of like going out and doing X, Y, Z. That was before they locked everything down super hardcore. Um, and it was kind of just like, hey, this isn't like just for fun. <laughs> you know, like this is, right. and they're buying toilet paper by the truckloads and to really just to emphasize the fact like hey maybe just follow these directions <laughs> and st- right and stop being stop being crazy about it like on either end of the spectrum don't don't doomsday prep and steal supplies from people that need it but then also you know wash your hands <laughs> like, that's Jeez. important it was important before mind you but it's even more important now four feet 24 i ends i won't tell you again go and wash your damn hands seriously like what are you doing just go wash them so where did you come up with the hook though i liked the sound of six feet away homie and six feet away from me. I just liked that. Um, and nobody calls people homies anymore. I still do. My friends think I'm lame for doing it. But <laughs> I just like saying homie, if I'm really honest with you. <laughs> so I wanted to find a way to be able to say homie in a song again. I like it. I like it. And I think that, you know, there were things in the song and in the EP that it's like, somebody just needs to get me out of this freaking house. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and you're just kind of laughing in the background, but it's true. It's like we're all kind of feeling that way. I think you were both kidding about it and feeling like, no, seriously. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, that song and other songs where it's kind of like this half half happy, half sad mm-hmm. sort of situation where it's just like, yeah, like it's funny, but it's not. Right, you know, I, I'm. I want to get out of the house so I can do the things that I enjoy, you know, like get my hair cut, going to the, you know, beach and enjoying summertime. But it's like I also want to get out of the house because there's this feeling of dread that's that's continuously looming over me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long I can <laughs> I can just hang. <laughs> and I feel like that's uh, conveyed in a lot of those moments. So do you have a favorite lyric or a favorite song on the album? Yeah, my favorite song on the EP, uh, the whole project, I think it was, and I think it was, I know it's Near You. Uh, Mm. That's my favorite one out of all of them. It feels like I ain't seen you in months, and though it's only been days, and I am thinking that's cause these same four walls keep on twisting the time. I keep missing the sun, think I'm losing my mind, and I haven't ever sent this out of my mouth, but there's nobody here. I'm alone in the house, and I love you. I think that I love you. It's more than just playing, cause now that I say it, I know that it's true. I felt when I was writing it, in my head, I was like, I'm very, I'm very blessed to be able to be quarantined with my partner. Mm-hmm. But I remember back when I was still in the game and um, <laughs> I, I always took so long to tell people how I felt. Mm-hmm. I was very nervous. I had pretty low self-esteem. 
And I thought about the people that have been working up the courage to tell the person that they care about, that they care about them, and now suddenly they can't. And they don't know when they'll ever be able to again. And that sudden realization of not only, yeah, I have these feelings for these people, but also now I don't know when the next time I can do it or if I ever can, and hoping beyond hope that by the time they let the doors open that everyone will still be there. I feel like that's a really unique emotion to the time mm -hmm. and i wanted to capture it and so at least the best is way i know how but it's hard to find anything magic when you have been trapped in your room i just hope that it's all still outside of my door when it opens and drops and i just hope i get my chance with you because i don't hide anymore And like, I'm not gonna lie, the ending bit with the with all my layers of vocals is my favorite thing I did. Really? And it, it, I, to, yeah, to me, I think it was like I was like, oh wow, I actually made something musical here that I would have tried to do in, in a studio, and I managed to replicate it here in my bedroom. It's not the most like fancy thing anyone has ever done ever, but for me, I was like, "Wow, like, oh, this sounds like something well done." And I was really, I was very proud of myself on that one. And I'm sure my my, my fiance and my roommate wasn't super happy with me having to sing all those things over and over again. But I really did like it. <laughs> okay, big question. Okay, what's the first thing you're gonna do when Ooh. everything is open? Oh, what the first thing, what's the first thing I'm going to do when everything is open? Now, I would like to say I'm going to play a massive concert for all the people that missed the shows that I had, but I, I know that's not possible. Um, that's what I'd like to do. The reality is when everything is back open, how, I, how it was before, or at least in an approximation, I think I'm going to go down to Uncle Sven's comic book shop that's not too far from my house. I am going to buy some comics. I'll go to Tommy's Pizza. I'll order a slice, I'll sit down, and just sit yeah. and eat and read. Because I used to do that all the time. It was one of my favorite kind of like chill activities. But neither of those places, I can't do that right now. Right. And so I feel like that's what I'll do when this is all over. This is work. Watch me flip, watch me turn. All this time, in the words, I'm a smash. You gon' learn. I'm the truth, but I'm trapped in uh, my room. Ah, I love that dude. As soon as gigs got canceled, he started a Minnesota Artist Relief Fund, which led to a live stream benefit collaboration with Paisley Park. He's been able to raise thousands of dollars to help local musicians. If you want to donate, his Venmo handle is at MN Artist Relief. Nerdy and I made a deal that when we can, we are going to hug it out. We're definitely going to hug it out when we finally meet face to face. 
I'm going to just be so freaking happy when it's safe to go to concerts again, when it's safe to see live music and big groups, anything but just singing in my car. So, what have you been making? We wanted to know, and so we put a call out on social media. Here's what you told us. Hey, this is Brian from Cuckoo Kangaroo, and the two of us have been busy. We've been making a new record, and we're working on a new podcast. It's going to be fun. Hello, everyone. My name is Jessica Tiarina, and I am from South Minneapolis. I am a chef and culinary educator, and I have been grinding my own chiles and frying tacos for a Mexican birria de res consomme y quesa tacos. Hi, my name is Sadman Rahman. I live in Minneapolis in the northeast part of town, and I'm a local musician and artist. I draw a lot of inspiration from blues and funk and jazz. During the recent times, I've been making music just to reflect the way I've been feeling. My name is Siama. My wife Dallas and I live in South Minneapolis. Right now we all need healing. So I'm composing a new song because music is my medicine. This podcast was produced by Nancy Rosenbaum with Anna Stitt and Emily Bright. Edited by Ryan Dawes and Melissa Olson. Our theme music is by Javier Santiago, with additional music from Blue Dot Sessions. Support for Mini Culture comes from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. I'm your host, Barb Abney. Thanks for tuning in to the Mini Culture Podcast, COVID Edition. Keep listening, keep making stuff, and be safe, y'all. <laughs>